Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Hey guys, welcome to another week. We are talking about classroom management. Yes. Yay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think most of us are coming up onto the uh, like first half of the year being gone by the time this airs right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i think classroom management is always a good refresher at the very beginning of a school year but it is time to reevaluate i think we can all agree indeed yeah always room for growth always especially as we head into like thanksgiving and then the winter season and then you have a little bit of break and then if you want to use anything that you grab from this once the new year starts hashtag new year new me just the given coal that's what you do it's like okay here's coal coal Santa. Yeah, I got Santa. it. It just took me like a yeah. minute there. I was I've not I've never with you. gotten cold. <laughs> you never what? <laughs> I've never gotten cold. <laughs> okay. No, cold. Although I did get a stuffed uh, donkey once. Okay. <laughs> from Shrek, and when you squeezed it, it went, donkey! <laughs> so... I mean, that was fun. <laughs> okay. That was fun. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about uh, how it's it's important to kind of refresh on classroom management as the year goes on. And we are presenting at the Mega Arts Conference this year about how we have kind of found things that work for us in our own music room. Side note, um, this also got me thinking about it. We were in the staff meeting uh, for my school about a month ago, and our principal had kept track of how many referrals, like behavior Ooh. referrals, had been given out throughout the year. And it was like pretty even. She tracked like where they were given, playground, hallway, or classroom, and then how many, like in a particular day, month. And it was like the two days before like winter break, it was like. Skyrocketed. <laughs> oh, and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so. Yeah, it's time to reevaluate classroom yes. management and remind everybody of the rules. Sure. Um, we went to a uh, professional development of PD uh, last year, um, led by Pauline Crooks um, from the San Diego County Office of Ed, who talked about classroom management. She had some really valuable things to say, and I think it all boiled down to two things that I took away from it. Maybe you guys had different takeaways, but one having um, a very consistent, predictable routine that you drill over and over again. Um, and don't be afraid to get out those day one of music class slides and yeah. like review, <laughs> you rule know, number five cooties, are <laughs> <laughs> cooties don't exist. Cooties don't exist. That's a funny rule, John. Um, but then also maintaining a warm demeanor as the leader of your classroom. As you get colder into the season. Yeah, like wear an extra sweater. No, like be nice. <laughs> be the be the the unflappable trustworthy adult. I know that's always my goal. I definitely yeah. have my less than stellar human moments once in a while. Um, but I think it's important, especially since we don't see the kids as frequently sure. as a classroom teacher, so just making sure that what little interaction they have with us is positive is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it does go a long way. But anyway, um, I'm wondering, do you guys have an opening procedure that you do on a day-to-day basis when you greet your classes? All of us teach hundreds of kids. Yeah. So what do you do with every class that walks in? Do you have like a, I do. a welcome procedure? Yeah. Well, and I was also thinking about Pauline's presentation. So definitely consistency and also follow-through. Yeah. Yes. So if you say you're going to do something, you got to do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or else you've just lost some trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Street cred. It's important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Uh, I stole from, ooh, I don't, 
I've seen other teachers do this, and I've seen YouTube where the teacher stands at the door and they do a handshake or mm. they do yeah, yeah. just something. So I um, just quickly drew with like a marker on a piece of construction paper, like um, like a little hand for a high five, a heart for a hug, um, fist bump, like little fists, and then uh, what was my other one? Wave maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other one. There's four. But, like, also kids can tell you mm-hmm. what kind of greeting they want. Smile. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. And, wow, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like, in the last, uh, in my first few years at Rosebank, I had so many kids that would walk in with their head down. And I didn't know how to change that. Even though I'd be at the door, just having a visual for them on the door mm-hmm. for them to know, okay, I'm going to be here and you have to do this before you come into the door. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been huge. I like it. Yep. So um, I have the kids, I have sit spots mm-hmm. and they're all numbered. And what I've done this quarter is I have, I let the kids randomly select their seats. So mm-hmm. I had a little mason jar with popsicle sticks and it had numbers on them. So the kids on the first day back when we got back from, uh, from fall break, the kids walked in and held by jar, they picked a number and that was their seat. And so on the back I had them chart. And so that's kind of their seat. So they come in and sit on their sit spots and then I take attendance. Um, I use an app called Adokio, I believe is what it's called. And so I have every single class on there and I'm able to track everything using this app. So I take attendance. And for me, like that's one of the most important things. So I know who's in my classroom. Mm -hmm. So if we were to have an emergency, we would have something I could tell Mm -hmm. you, I have this many students or this person's not here. Mm -hmm. And then also I can see who's been missing music. So like if we've been covering something and I see that, you know, that Nevaeh's missed two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, she might not know where we're at. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the first things I do. I'll greet the kids at the door. They'll come in. They'll take their sit on their spots. Take attendance really quick. Um, Sometimes I'll just have them say here. Sometimes I'll have them say how they're doing or just make a silly noise or something, you know, just to kind of engage them. And then I'll just, I'll let them know what we're working on today. And then we we start our day. Nice. Okay. For me, um, with the kindergarten, first grade, I do a little differently than the rest of uh, them, mainly because first off age, but also I'm trying some new stuff and seeing if I want to build off of it. With the kindergartens, first graders, we either you know, swim into the classroom or we you know, mm-hmm. pull into the classroom. And I try, I try to in- incorporate also some of the bond movements and how we enter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I- interactive movement, usually uh, it's either silent or sound effects, depending on, but not singing so much. Just And then we go into a circle, we sit down, and we start the day off um, or the afternoon off. And uh, with the upper graders, they have assigned seats for the quarter, um, and then we move on from there. But typically... Uh, question was how do you start the class or like yeah like do you have an opening routine yeah there's that there's also the greeting then there's also we from there on it's the system where the structure of the class goes yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, my art teacher started doing the um hugs handshakes or high fives mm-hmm. um at um at the door and i loved it i have forever done a movement routine to get into the room um, and I'm still a fan of it, so I'm not quite sure how to do both. And sometimes I just switch it off to keep them guessing. But I do notice it makes a big difference when I greet everybody individually. Mm. They feel acknowledged. And it's important that Definitely. they all feel acknowledged, especially when we see so many of them. So um, even if we do dance into the classroom, I try to do role for safety issues because you need to know who's present. Yep. Um, it helps me reinforce all 400 names. and uh, And then it also... Um, just gives that contact, that eye contact, and that hello to everybody individually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
Crystal, hmm. I remember you saying a few years ago about how you really prioritized um, learning students' names, mm-hmm. and that was something that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we talked about it in Lowry's episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now I've, I've got it down because, like, I've been at the same school for this is my third year, like, one, maybe two in every class, and mm-hmm. if I mess up their names, like Isaac, Isaiah, mm-hmm. I'm doing two push-ups. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Then okay. Because, you know, you got to... Get gets wolf for the kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got to so, work on those biceps. Know. Yeah. That's I awesome. like that. I know. I'll bet the kids love it. The kindergartners are like, push up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Kindergarten is where I would get most of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty funny. Yeah, it's fun. You got to sneak in that workout where you can get it. Yes. I got to, I don't know if I could do push ups. It might have to be like lunges, squats. squats. There, you, there go. you go. Yeah. Jump squats. Ooh. Two jump squats. I like mm. it. Um, Okay, so opening routines are important. I have four rules in my music room. They are the same four rules when they are in kindergarten all the way through sixth grade. They are Tim Wiggins' rules. Hi, Tim. Um, And they are simple and effective, and I see no need to change them. So uh, I use use his classroom management stuff from Energize Your Music Room that he Mm -hmm. wrote, and it's good stuff. It's just solid. It's easy to understand. Um, and so do you guys have a simple list of rules and do they change from grade level to grade level? Yeah, I, I based mine off of Tim Wiggins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that this year. Mm-hmm. I had some weird stuff back when I first started and whatnot, but like, sure. I, I stuck we with that. We all had. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one is, oh, it's been a long time since I've looked at the, what's the first one? Follow directions. Yeah, follow directions. So I think I've, I'm wanting to adapt that. Follow directions is important, but also listening to the speaker mm-hmm. is, I feel like, one um, one thing that is current with my classroom so i might split mm-hmm. that into two ba- uh, two bits also again rule number five cooties don't exist, don't exist. That's <laughs> an, so, it's an important addition it is i have my kids trained with rule number one for me to say i say it and then they say we do it <laughs> uh, nice. but for me like sometimes we'll have that like, conversational aspects so mm-hmm. like, it's also listening to if say grace is speaking we should be listening to grace mm-hmm. if Adrian speaking with us Adrian. That's true, like handing off and who's the leader. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of use follow directions and I mm-hmm. interchange uh, direction and expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I tell my kids, you know, anytime that they're not like, you're not meeting an expectation right now. And I'm clear with my expectations, even mm-hmm. if it's just walk into the classroom, like, all right, this is our expectation. I expect us to be, you know, in a straight line or whatever it is. Um, and if they don't follow, I'm like, hey, we, we're, not, we're not meeting an expectation. I know you can meet it. And so mm-hmm. we have to try it again. Mm-hmm. So just constantly using that language for them just because I want them to know that I hold them to a high expectation and, I, and they can meet it. And when they do, we move on and it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But I too use Tim stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Last year I added a fifth rule that I took away this year, but it was come open to learn. And so my thought process, mm-hmm. and I explained last year to the kids, like you might not be ready to learn, mm-hmm. but at least coming with the mindset, like I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. But I, I got a lot of glazed eyes when I was kind of explaining that last year. And so I don't know if it's just, Right now, they just kind of don't understand that concept fully of being, mm-hmm. like, open to doing something and ready to do something or different things. Because, like, I'm not always ready to do something. But sure. if I'm open to it, then I can participate. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got rid of that one this year. But so I used the four. Um, follow directions. Keep hands and instruments to yourself. No uh, put-downs. No put-downs and mm-hmm. join everything. Do. do you uh, receive more glazed eyes with a certain age demographic or... No, it was kind no. of just All everyone was like, what? Okay, <laughs> that's fair. No, I, I could have explained it poorly, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we so, turned yeah. it into a chant. 
Huh? The yeah, fart okay. rules. Yeah, so it's just um, like we started off as Echo. So it was like follow direction. Well, and we did like this ah. follow directions. Okay, layer some ostinatos. Hands, feet, yeah. Then, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and we just Worf it up. We do that at the very beginning of every class. Cool. That's yeah. good. We drill positions a lot too, so I've got them trained to make a circle, um, yeah. a long ways set for like Alabama gal or whatever, and a scatter position on cue. And so I do that at the beginning, the very first day of every single school year. And until they can make each position in less than five seconds, um, we keep doing it. We do the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, start with 10, then we say, okay, can you do an eight? Yep. Just, yeah, slowly build up to that. It's always good to keep a tally on the board of how quickly each class mm. does it too. Yeah. I do that with orchestra. That. I'm Ooh. like, well, Miss Potts' class packed up all the string instruments correctly, mind mm-hmm. you, um, in three minutes. How how can you do it? You know, it's good. Yeah, and if I find a tight bow, I call them out of class to come loosen it. Uh oh. Who who who? Put that thing away right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Okay. Um. So. Uh, this is an idea that I brought up um, before we started recording, but my, and this is not my idea. This was my student teacher, Danny Gerardo's. When he was kind of absorbing how we do things, he explained it to his class that I, that me and my art teacher have set up layers of management hmm. in the VAPA wing. So she took Tim's idea of having this behavior chart. So I have a happy face on one side and a sad face on the other. And on my slider that's at the top of my whiteboard, I have a star and the star always starts out on happy in between is the danger zone. So I slide it down and I see danger, danger, if they're off task or whatever. And if it makes it all the way to the sad face, they lose one sticker. Um, and then they get to go back to happy and try to keep their second sticker. So they always start with two stickers from me <laughs> and two stickers from her. Um, she does like table points because everybody's seated working on art projects. Um, but then she also does the danger zone. Um, but she has like warm colors and cool colors. Mm. And, That's fun. Yeah. Yes. So she tied it in with her standards, which is cute. And then we have a chart in the hallway. And at the end of every quarter, we tally up who earned a VAPA party. Mm. So um, we're using the silhouette screen idea from uh, Wharf okay. Levels for our, for our party. So I have a screen I set up and I backlight it with an old um, over or an old uh, projector. Like, yeah. what are they called? Like overhead, a, projector. overhead projector. Yeah. The right. transparency projector. Transparency. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it was an old one lurking in a closet somewhere. And then the kids go back there and they make shapes and you can see them projected onto the front. So we're going to do that and, and have a monster party. Um, when they come back to school. Um, But it's free stuff like that. I know she did like a popcorn party for them um, at the end of last year and they showed off their art. So we trade off who does the party. So she'll, um, she's going on maternity leave. So I'm going to do the first and second quarter parties and then we'll see who does the spring. But it's worked well. So we've got like all of VAPA, you know, you have a measurement for how your class did for the whole time we're right, together. You sure. can get up to four stickers. Um, that is really helpful for their classroom teachers to be like, how did they do all morning? Because we have them for three hours uh, between the two of us. Well, less than that, whatever. Um, and then we have like our individual things. Like we have our, um, I have my Ting Sha symbols that I wear that I think all of us use, right? Mm-hmm. We all use Ting Sha now from, mm. that so was the same. Joshua block, right? The The symbols. That we wear on our shoulders, yeah, yeah, the tingsha. Yeah. yeah, so they're nice because they're two symbols that are held by a leather cord, mm-hmm. and you can put them on your shoulder. And one ding is um, eyes on me or stop talking if there's talking. Um, and two dings is is uh, is ready. Uh, gosh, I'm. <laughs> 
It's right rest. Well, Tim calls it a right rest. I call it rest and ready. Hmm. That's what it is. Rest and ready, yeah, like this. ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. One thing that I love about the um, Energizer Classroom Tim Wiegand system is like it enforces, it reinforces positive behave- mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's it's really been effective. I j- have tried it for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you guys like give your teachers the feedback, like how many yeah. stars that they got? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. great. Mm-hmm. Like the teachers demand it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Like, they want to know. Yeah, we want to know how many stars they got. Lori gives out B sharp awards. Yes, mm-hmm. which she I would. think is cute. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I'm wondering, like, you know, like how can we keep doing things that reinforce positive behavior in music classes? So, with our school, um, we have a PBIS system where each class can earn an eagle ticket. We're mm-hmm. the eagles, mm-hmm. and so. Um, eagle tickets can be given away by teachers and at, at the end of the school year whichever class in lower grade and then upper grade has the most eagle tickets gets a game truck so that's what kind of what our pbis team has decided and so for us we use a similar system um the tim the tim wegan wegan wagon wegan 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 sorry tim um and so in music class they can earn up to two marbles mm-hmm. and so we'll have marbles on the sliders and they'll get to the danger zone take it off and then for every eight marbles every eight they get an eagle ticket to their class okay and same with art so they can earn up to an eagle ticket a month essentially if, if they do if they do a good job mm-hmm. and so um i've been telling teachers about it as i've been hitting on eagle tickets and so like they're super excited about it and um I had one of my fifth grade teachers, she told me, like, it kind of changed their day. Mm -hmm. So they were just having a rough morning, and I found a little bit of a break, so I ran over there, and I was like, hey, just want to let you know, in music class, like, they earned marbles, and just, you earned your eagle ticket. And she's like, oh my gosh, and so it kind of turned their day around. So it was really cool to hear. Um, So that's how, in VAPA, we're using the school-wide system that's already been set in place to help reinforce that, and then to Mm -hmm. help our classrooms. We have Bulldog Awards. So we do the same thing. We have big tickets that are given to classes. So we've decided if a class walks away with two stickers in both art and music, they Mm -hmm. automatically get a Bulldog Award Mm -hmm. um, because we want the classes to get a lot. Um, They get like pencils if they get the first 10 and then they get a party if they get 20. There's like a big prize for every 10 that a class accrues. And then we give out individual awards and Dr. Pring calls like eight kids every morning to go to the office for a prize and she'll say like Sebastian in room 602 was caught by Mrs. Pridmore for responsibility or whatever because yeah. we mm-hmm. have we have our finny bulldog values be kind be safe and be responsible so yeah. it's, it's a similar idea sure we also yeah. do something similar to that effect mm-hmm. um, with my first principle we had uh, oh I don't even remember what we called it but back then mm-hmm. but we had a similar stuff where we would give individual tickets to students and then they, their name would be called at the end of the week mm-hmm. um, once she left that wasn't in place we were thinking of bringing it back in but vapa kept that idea so mm-hmm. we call it the vapa gotcha or gotcha doing something good and so yeah we i just give out gotcha tickets to students that are doing good, a great job at the end of the week do a raffle mm-hmm. and then we give a little prize to student mm-hmm. yeah. we do shout outs shout outs okay great. Mm-hmm. yeah so we have little cards and on the card it has tk to six and staff so we mm-hmm. can also do staff shout outs mm-hmm. and so you can circle the grade and then write write the reason and then over the morning announcements they'll do a section of shout outs so it's fun because 
whoever's doing the announcements, they'll be like, all right, it's time for shout outs. Or like, I got a shout out. And then everyone in the class, well, at least in the class that I've taught, they're like, shout out. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm saying. Oh, like that. That's why you so, do that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. So okay. then we're able to give shout outs that way. He does okay. that when we're, when we're in music teacher meetings. And yeah. someone's like, yeah. I have a shout out. And everyone goes, shout, shout out. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. one for your art teacher for having a baby. So yeah. I know. Yay. Yay. Well, and you know what? She just got an award. I can't remember who's giving it out, but she got like a um, an art teacher award. So shout out. I know. Stacy Clemenson is the best. Mm. Um, she just took Finney artwork to the Coliseum wow. to hang it in the Coliseum with artwork from all over the world um, cool. with other kids about peace. And yeah. they presented an art project to the UN. Cool. Um, and so I, yeah, she's amazing. That's wow. awesome. She really is the best VAPA partner I could hope to have. So um, I had this idea that the VAPA team shot down, but I had this idea of a classroom management system. It was that every single student was like using token economy and whatnot. So mm-hmm. all students get money for doing good ideas, but not just that. On the board, you could see on the board how many, um, like, let's just say in Mr. Esnet's class, they have, as a, uh, as a whole, they have $100. Mm-hmm. You could then invest stock into that. And then and that was just shot down immediately after that. I'm not even thinking that sounds... That makes my brain idea. hurt, John. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an, yeah, okay, moving on. Oh, I have interesting. a I have a question. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and also shout out to my art teacher. Shout She's out. Miss uh-huh. uh-huh. Baldwin. She's having two babies. She oh. is. She's having twinsies. Um, yes. So, question for you all. What happens when uh, a class, um, because the four expectations are class-wide, right? I mean, yes. it's for the individual, but it's it's right. really, you hold the class accountable. Yeah. When they're not, when the class is not following the expectations and it's continued, what kind of interventions have you guys tried and mm-hmm. have any been ex- successful? Well, I've I've kind of adopted this from Hans's. Uh, we should get Hans on here. Um, uh, yeah, totally agreed. Mm-hmm. But I've adopted a system he has. It's a magnet system. So if a student isn't uh, is isn't doing is breaking the rules, isn't following the expectations, like um, first time is a warning, second time if a student needs a little timeout, then they can get a timeout, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But right now you're affecting us as an ensemble. He really emphasizes the idea. We as a class are an ensemble. We're a musical family, and when you're doing things that break the rules that uh, that are expected, you're affecting us as a family. Mm-hmm. So if you need to take a little time out, you're still part of us, but you're just observing for now. Um, a third time would be a letter home. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool if you could like take a picture. So uh, I mean, for all of our systems, because yeah. we're we're doing kind of similar things, but all with our own variation, our own flair, yeah, our own culture. Which you got to do, yeah. I exactly. so I want to say that when I first came into the district, um, I faced a lot of resistance especially from older kids um to everything i was doing Mm -hmm. and i think some of it was i I saw them once a month you know it was hardly any time at all with the kids it was a 45 minute lesson once a month they had never had music before it was like you want me to do what we didn't have resources Mm -hmm. we didn't have instruments so i'm trying to do body percussion and make them sing and they're like i don't want to move my body and i'm not singing (laughs) and i mean who can blame them like how uncomfortable is that so um, some of it is just time and trust, uh, and they have to get to know you. Right. So that is really hard when you are split between more than one school, but yeah. nothing made a bigger difference than me 
sometimes you just need to break and I get that. But as much as I possibly can be, I try to be on the playground mm. and getting to know everybody's names mm. and favorite dinosaur. And I especially like pick out the kids that are the most resistant and I just try to spend some time with them. So I had a little boy a couple weeks ago who really mouthed off in front of the whole class. Okay. And uh, he's he's had a bit of a rough year, and I was surprised at the level of disrespect. Um, but um, I just remained calm, and uh, and he when the bell rang, he bolted out of the classroom, and I was like, oh, boy, I need to talk to this kiddo. And he fell in the hallway and scraped his knee, and I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the class left, and I just kind of sat on the floor with him. And handed him a wet paper towel for his knee. And I was like, dude, you want to tell me what's going on? Because that was, that was a lot today. I mm-hmm. could tell you were feeling some strong things. And I think just having that calm human moment was really important. And mm-hmm. uh, I followed up with him the next day. And it came out after talking to him for a good 20 minutes. His best friend since kindergarten moved away. And he doesn't feel like he has any friends at school. And it took a lot of questions to get there. But, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's hurting, and he doesn't have that many tools at his mm-hmm. age to, like, deal with those big, giant emotions. So, Certainly. it's it's easy to just see the disrespect and um, be like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't talk to me like that. Um, but I think taking a beat and, and being the grown-up and being the safe grown-up and just mm-hmm. kind of proving, like, you know, I'm still going to be warm and kind to you. Um, goes further than a lot of other things sometimes you need to call home sometimes home doesn't answer or sometimes home is not particularly supportive Mm -hmm. um but sometimes you do it anyway there's lots of different things but i think it always comes down to relationship sure uh for me when i have students who are who are acting out if it's uh something that is a continual or i know that the student tends to do this or i've built a good rapport with the student i'll just be like do you need a break like go Mm -hmm. get some water like Mm-hmm. Take, a, take a moment and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've built it in with my art teacher and it's an understanding. Like if it's just they just need to to be away from class for a little bit, mm-hmm. we'll just send them to each other. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you need to go sit in Miss Cassie's class for just a few minutes and mm-hmm. we'll, I'll send somebody to come get you and when we're done with this activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been rather effective. Having kids sit out and watch, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't found anything groundbreaking, but... That's what I use. Um, I think finding tools to keep yourself calm, though, that's pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah I, I try not to yell. <laughs> I know. We all do, but it's, 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 it's hard. Tough. It's yeah. hard because they sure know how to push your buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. just knowing what your buttons are. Yeah. You know, like if you are able to recognize, like, I hate it when students say this or students do this or I just, it like, I'll just blow, I'll blow up if this happens. Knowing that about yourself when it does happen helps. Yeah. Um, like rolling your eyes used to bother the snot out of me. Like I just used to get so infuriated with it. Yeah. Now it's like okay, like yeah, I appreciate it if you didn't. Don't roll take your it eyes. personally. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then just if you if you just call out the action that they're doing instead of reacting to it, just like oh, I noticed that you did that. It kind of takes them back. Yeah, and don't ask them why. <laughs> that doesn't go anywhere productive. Right. Yeah. Why yeah. did you just roll your eyes at me? It's not going anywhere good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think observing the behavior is, is helpful, especially like after class, one-on-one, if at all possible. Right. I have sit spots that I put around the perimeter of the room, um, and I'll just 
I'll just say like, you know, you're off task. I'm going to have you go over there and crisscross and give me a rest and ready position. And when I see you sitting upright with a smile on your face, then I'll call you back in. Right. You know, and if they're sitting there upright, but they're not smiling, I'll just look at them and smile (laughs) and wait for them to return it. Um, One time I had six little boys in second grade who were all on sit spots and I was Mm. waiting for them. But it was remarkable how much more smoothly the activity went. And then I was able to identify like, okay, those are the six kids I need to play tetherball with (laughs) this week at recess. Highlight them in my chart. And it has gotten better. It's all relational. It's all relational. It's all relational. relational. Dan Dan Nelson. Dr. Mm -hmm. Dan Nelson. Rest his soul. I want to add on to relational. Like, I had a group that was consistently um, getting zero stickers Mm. uh, in the first quarter, and it was really concerning me Mm -hmm. um, because we weren't learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't feel safe. Like, yeah. So I reached out to the teacher, and I knew she's right next door to me. Mm. So um, we've gotten to be friends, but she came into a difficult situation because she was hired mid-year. So there had been um, a different sub every day or every week for these these students and so mm-hmm. they were really hesitant with her they were really they were throwing their desks up they were just Oof. it was it was really bad at the beginning of the year and it it's still challenging but i just talked to her and i said hey like what's how are you doing and yeah. she just like kind of broke down and yeah. was like it's hard and she's she has a doctorate yeah. in instructional strategies like she's very she's a great teacher mm-hmm. um but then together, by the end of this uh, conversation, we came up with a plan, like one behavior that we wanted to focus on, mm-hmm. and that was listening. She said, I can't get through a simple direction because I have kids yelling or rolling on the floor or throwing things. And um, so we both started doing, um, like, I started doing marbles, and I think she was doing stickers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I created a chart. um like, what does it look like and what does it sound like to be listening? And I just wrote it out. And then anytime I saw a student doing that, I'd drop a marble in. And then on the mason jar, because I, I was pretty sure they weren't going to fill the jar, um, I had, like, a very low-level, like, line. It was like, okay, if we get to this line, then our reward is going to be I move our um, – I slide it all the way back to to where our stars started, where our stickers mm. started. And then if we got up to the next one, okay, we're going to do a little – like free dance and if we get all the way to the top then uh what did i say the big one was oh we uh, we play a special instrument okay yeah Mm. so and it's just something to focus on whereas before i was just so i was really down on it i was like i'm not reaching a single second grader this year they're Mm -hmm. just they're not learning and then to find it's a tough age yeah i mean there's a lot of growth there is developmental there's they're coming out of that little kid and going into big i feel like second grade has been a challenge for a while yeah i have pick first stickers so if a kid is uh doing really well during our warm-up they'll get a pick first sticker and they get to pick their instrument first Mm, they really like that a lot um and i just got like those like fluorescent dots from office max or whatever you get like a thousand for a dollar you know the little circles (laughs) yeah but it's like it's a big deal um can we talk about kindergarten for a second? Sure. Okay. So those little guys at the beginning of the year, some of them are still four. Yeah. <laughs> they come in knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know even walking from their classroom to the music room takes like 
15 minutes yeah. and they have to go potty a lot <laughs> and <laughs> um and they don't know anything so do you what do you guys do with kindergarten at the beginning of the year how do you help shape them first off do you see kindergarten the first week of school or no not the first week do but i see no, them the good. second week of school. same here second we week. push into the classroom the first week and we help support okay so i actually did some I helped teach their playground rules with a song. Yeah, I taught play- playground rules as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as far as the restroom aspect, um, oh my we, gosh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> the first thing we do is we walk to the restroom. This is where right. the restroom is. It's not inside your classroom. Yeah. It's very different. Uh-huh. So um, that's something that the actually the entire VAPA team does together. Mm-hmm. And then we walk inside. We just go over some simple classroom rules. The first day is pretty short, actually, for us, mm-hmm. um, just because of how the system is working. But yeah, um, we, I think just being very deliberate mm-hmm. and but doing a very shotgun, uh, shotgun approach is that how mm-hmm. I like to say it, like just quick stuff, yeah. quick jabs, as opposed to just spending so much time on a certain idea, just quick ideas. And but in the middle of each um, lesson, we're doing a little activity. We're doing going over once again. What are the expectations? What are mm-hmm. the rules? Just so yeah. it's instilled. Yeah. Yeah. I have a different personality with kindergarten than I do with anybody else. Mm. Especially at the beginning of the year. I have to be magical Mrs. Pridmore. Oh. And so you I like, really turn it on. You really do. Like mm-hmm. they have to actually believe that you're a little bit magic or they won't listen to you. Right. And then you're right. You have to change activities every five minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or you lose them. Oh, yeah. And I forget every year that they don't move. Like like I have a song with jumping in it. And they are physically incapable of jumping without giggling. But it's not like a little bit. It's like really lot, loud. And yeah. then they, they do like that really loud laugh, you know, the fake laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody knows what I mean. Yeah. 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 You know what yeah. I mean. Do it, and then like, oh, they're doing so I'm going to do it louder. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, ah! right? So it's, yeah, I, I have my little stuffies that I talked about in a different episode that reinforce, like, you're singing beautifully. You get right. to hold Fortissimo. Mm. Um, or Mozart. 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 Mozart's the best. Aww. Do you guys have any kindergarten tricks? Because I know they drive everybody crazy at the beginning of the year. Every time I pick them up, uh, I sing Come Follow. Okay. And oh, so then I, I, like I walk in funny ways and let they just follow. And mm-hmm. so I pick That's it up cute. from Beatrice. I like it. How do you keep them? I know I have had some um, busy kids pulling stuff off my shelves the last couple years. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started covering up my shelves with like, yeah, is that, yeah. 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 That's your strategy. Anybody else? Item placement, really. Yeah. Um, make sure I, where my shelves are they're located move in areas. them out of the way well they're definitely not by the doorway yeah <laughs> unfortunately there's some shelves that I just drilled into the wall okay. before my time they were there and so like, that's where I keep my stuffed animals and such with the curtains uh-huh. closed and the kids are going there and you know I talk with them but like mm-hmm. that's permanent but like most of it, like I used to have some the d- desk bells mm-hmm. that used to be by the uh, doors like, nope that's not working anymore that's not a good <laughs> spot move it elsewhere right uh, I do a tour of my classroom the first day. Mm. Okay. And so just letting kids know. And then it's just telling them, like, this is what we do and don't do in music class. Mm-hmm. So I have instruments close to my door. Um, I have one of those, like, 8 by 8 cube things, and that's where I store a lot of my instruments, my mm-hmm. own percussion. Um, and they'll get they'll get played with occasionally. But yeah. the kids know, like, hey, don't do that. Like, you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Because right. I've, I've told them, like, they, yep. yeah. when you're invited to these instruments, we get to use instruments. But if you're not invited, like, we don't touch the instruments. Um, yeah. I have so. some drums by my door that I didn't cover up, and every once in a while somebody will bang one. But and I always make a big deal, like, oh, 
we have to go in the danger zone. You know, I go over and I'm danger. <laughs> and the rest of the kids are like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're tricky. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you set the tone and you raise them right, they're yours for mm-hmm. seven yeah. years. So that's a big incentive to get it right <laughs> and learn their names. <laughs> I started using sit spots for the door lineup. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's I got the idea. ones with the musical notes on them, and mm-hmm. then I put them, like, very far away from the wall. Because mm. I And then I have the cabinets along the, the wall, wall, and they're, like, always, like, draped over on the cabinet as uh-huh. I'm leaving. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. No. Stand so, up straight and tall. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another trick that I do for the lineup. That's good. That's a good tip. Oh, but Kinder. I make name tags. Yeah. Yeah. And I put, I color code uh, the group because we have some classes that get split. Mm -hmm. Uh And they, it's really hard for them to remember that. So color coded name, room number, because the first week we had so many just wandering (laughs) everywhere on the campus. Herding cats. Yeah. Yeah. I have a... how about this one? How about um, we work with some some interesting populations, and there's always a couple kids that just have a lot of extra needs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we get you know kids from trauma backgrounds who uh, just are very easily triggered and yeah. get angry. Um, I know I have a couple kids that I have to do room clears with if they start um, you know displaying really aggressive behavior. So we have cues and we have to exit the room. Um, I'm wondering what do you what do you guys do uh, when you when you have a case like that? What have you learned about that to keep everybody else learning and safe in the middle of it? Um, I have tried doing like the the stuffed animal holding and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. worked sometimes. Other times, I've called for support from mm-hmm. the office if I need it. Um, mm-hmm. I again, I don't have any groundbreaking stuff. It's, yeah. there are days where I'm just like no learning is occurring right now yeah and yeah. it's yeah because this kid's running around this kid's screaming it's just you know it's it's chaos in the classroom and uh-huh. regardless of how fun i think the activity is or how i'm trying to engage the kids they're just they're just not having it that day but mm-hmm. like i have to remember that that kid's also five yeah so right. like i shouldn't take it personal or eight and, or ten or whatever right, it is. Right. yeah but but yeah. in the case of kinder um with the upper like first and above for the most part things are never get super out of control i do have one student who does have a one-on-one aid that, mm-hmm. that he stays with them um and he'll take a break when he needs it when he's earned it he'll come ask like may i take my break now and if he's done a fine job like yeah you can take your break mm-hmm. but then also just working with we have an rsp teacher and just kind of working with those ieps and mm-hmm. getting those and knowing what's on that shorthand form because they're long documents but mm-hmm. it, like they have that quick that, that that short form of behaviors and whatnot. So if a kid has one, just making sure I know what it is and I'm acknowledging it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always hard for me, um, especially when I get new kids uh, to learn how far I can intervene and it'll be positive and and when to let it go. So I think that's especially with 400. That's that's the hardest thing for me to to keep in mind with so many different needs going on. Yeah, but I try to I try to keep it positive and try to just be predictable yeah. and safe. So that's what it always comes down to is predictable yeah. and safe. I um also adding on to that, like yeah. the positivity is for yourself, but also it's for the students that mm-hmm. are not having uh, displaying behavioral um, problems sure. because mm-hmm. they're gauging off everyone. All kids gauge it off of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so if they see that like that you're frustrated, mm-hmm. they'll they'll take note of that 
for usually for worse unfortunately mm-hmm. but if you keep like a calm demeanor they know that the other kids are not doing what they're supposed to be doing right yeah so just keeping the pod like keeping a calm demeanor is not just for yourself but it's also for it's the rest of the classroom yeah it's true <laughs> i picked up some fun things over the years from different teachers that we've learned from to get them quiet and wait for them to be quiet and i've learned that even if i sprout three more gray hairs I will not speak until they are quiet. (laughs) I will stand there. And I love Cindy Giebler's Please Hold for the next available music teacher. You know, I use that one a lot. Uh, But just like stopping and taking a deep breath. We had a professor in college uh, that taught choir that loved to talk about um, how you have to keep in mind that kids, when you're teaching young kids, they're not people yet. They're pre-people. <laughs> <laughs> and so if they do something really hurtful, you're like, well, that's just because you're not a person yet. <laughs> that's you're a pre-person. <laughs> so I would say, okay, I have an example where I batted probably like less than 25. Mm-hmm. Like, like in terms of the student would be yelling saying i hate you mm-hmm. and to the point he would have to leave yeah. mm-hmm. and he would willingly leave mm-hmm. um and just sit outside but i you know i felt like very um like kind of like unworthy of teaching i was like wow i i can't reach this this student mm-hmm. and so like two years of this and granted i didn't know him when he was younger mm-hmm. uh but the student returned after going to middle school and came back to the elementary school and i had never like never gotten a high five nothing from this guy and he gave me a hug oh and it's so it's never i don't think it's personal i think so no. like it's most not. kids it's just not, you know yeah. they they're not ready well they have that. so many feelings and they don't know yeah. where to put them yeah so I I went through I I just lost one of my best friends to cancer. Um and I went to school really sad after that happened. And uh had a good cry in the car on the way to school and I I got in the classroom and I was like I'm just not ready to be positive Mrs. Pridmore today. And 6th grade came in and I just told them I was like, guys, I never put my personal stuff on you, but I'm really sad today. And I just need you to know that if I'm not you know, perky or extra patient with you. It's not you. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm going through a lot. Um, and this little girl raised her hand and was like, Mrs. Primer, can we hug you? And like Aww. all of the sixth graders and That's so sweet. You know, and but then they wanted to talk about it and um I, a lot of them have lost people that they love and they don't know how to talk about grief and um I think just being honest too, like once you've gotten the relationship to that point, mm-hmm. yeah, a certain amount of vulnerability can be really team building. I agree. If Cause, appropriate. Because if, again, like I said in an earlier episode, if we expect these kids to do so much, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's been expected for a teacher to be so distant from their personal life when they go inside. And to some extent, that's important. Yeah, it is. But also to showcase vulnerability, if you're, especially as a music teacher or an art teacher of any sort, if you need them to showcase vulnerability, yeah, it's important for that you sh- uh, showcase it as well. And again, boundaries need to be set. Yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think we as teachers need to be this stoic um, force of good for the kids 
sometimes we need to just showcase where the seams are being ripped and that's okay it is okay and i think seeing somebody walk through hard stuff in a healthy way is a really good thing yeah Yeah. again it's all relational it's all relational it's true so yeah good talk guys yeah um so many people think like okay in order for me to be affected by class and management i have to be like this unshakable authority Uh right Mm. then you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. Unshakable authority, dibs on band name. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, um, I don't know, like, if kids see that adults also have the same feelings that they do, Mm -hmm. when they get older, they won't think that they're messed up. Yeah. They won't think that what's wrong with me. So, no, I saw that Mr. Seligman also had some issues as well, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't happy, and that's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to be sad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel sad, sad sometimes. sometimes. We have a spiccato. Spiccato. So it is a plastic dinosaur. I have more if what? we want to get out more plastic dinosaurs. I, my inner child is very disappointed. Does anyone know what this uh I don't know what is? kind of dinosaur this one is. A spiky you, dinosaur. You can, uh, if you know. It has um, a fin. I don't oh, yeah. know. I have a T-Rex, and I think I have a Stegosaurus. Oh, thanks, Brian. Okay, oh, we got there's more. more. If this could ah. be, if this is going to be released during November, it could be for Dino November. Dino November, yeah. So, if yeah. anyone does know this dinosaur, please feel free to comment below. Yeah, oh. that's right. Okay, so how would you use plastic dinosaurs in music class? Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> you were all thinking it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Donkey. And that's exactly what Donkey. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> we're just going to play dinosaurs now, guys. Well, yeah. we could do um, what was Dave Thaxon's from uh, Orph Level 1 with the uh, li- little lizard guy. The little lizard guy? Um, oh, lizard. Zoli, 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 Zoli. Lizard Song. It's Lizard an old song. book called Lizard song, song. And he wrote a little song. song to that. Zoli, Zoli, Zoli. Rock is my home. Rock is hey, my home. I did that one. Yeah. yeah. Was, that was that was oh, gosh. I remember that now. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. You could. You could do Lizard Song. For my daughter's first birthday, someone gifted her a book of T-Rex and, like, Can't Hug or something like that. Oh, I and love so those just, ones. Yeah. Um. You could tie it in with the book somehow and have these or as the your dinosaurs reality. love books. Have you seen those? No, but dinosaurs I'm love tacos is the best one. I love tacos. It's a good book. You would I enjoy it. You should get it. So that's okay. a good one. I have a really cute counting book. Um, Ten tiny dinosaurs. So oh, hmm. that's how I've been using it. And there's this preschool song, and I don't know who wrote it. But it's on YouTube. It's like, we are the dinosaurs Lori marching. Berkner. There you go. Thank you. Who? Lori Berkner. Lori Berkner. It's Lori a really Berkner cute band. song. Yeah. Gemma Rock. We are the dinosaurs. What do you think of that? Yeah. And we stomp around the room like dinosaurs. So okay. many good dinosaurs. I'm, yeah. I was thinking actually doing you know the whole shadow screen. Okay. Oh, be a dinosaur behind be a the... Dinosaur. It's a silhouette Ooh. screen. My, My art teacher, if she right. listens to this, I have to say it right. So, silhouette. I'm going to say shadow screen. Mm. You can't That's be a shadow screen because you're not casting the shadow. Also, you're creating a silhouette. I'm casting In the shadow. You don't know Earlier me. episodes, I don't I'm know if we actually said this, but like, 
to you listening, if you have your own ideas, please let us know. Oh, yes. I mean, Ooh, we'll this is not limited to us four by any means. So yeah, if you how have would to do you use dinosaur, plastic dinosaurs? So if you have spent any time on Pinterest and seen the phenomenon that is Dinovember, it's really infor- it's really awesome. And it was like this mom a few years ago took her son's plastic dinosaurs and set them up every day of November, like trashing the house. And it's kind of like a November elf on the shelf. And it's such a cute idea, but really it's for moms who are way more awesome at doing that than I am. <laughs> I can't keep that kind of thing. We're up. only six days in the, into November, so we still okay. got we still got the rest. You of got time, so it. maybe you could do die November in your music room. Huh? That'd be fun. T Rex could play the trumpet. His <laughs> arms couldn't reach. He couldn't play the trombone. I'll tell you that much. That's true. Oh, awesome. Aww, T Rex can't play the trombone too. Children's children's book. T Rex can't play trombone. There you go. <laughs> I task you with Bam. writing it. Boom. There it is. Cool. Okay. Before round of the week. Before we get to the round so, of the week. Oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, hey. So yes. thanks for listening, you guys. And uh, and if you are if you are taking anything valuable from these, and you think that other music teachers you know would find it valuable, we would so appreciate it if you liked it and shared the episodes and tagged us while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, follow us on social media. We'd love to see you. Shoot us an email at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail dot com with mm-hmm. what you're getting out of it, and. It really makes us really excited when we see we have new subscriptions on YouTube. So please subscribe. Also, let us know if you have any ideas, just like uh, Crystal said. But also, it would help us a lot so that we can have more people be a part of this community. If you could... uh, (laughs) There's a dinosaur watching him now. (laughs) If you could uh, give us a review, please give us a review. This makes us more visible to more music teachers to be a part of this community here. And it helps us know how we're doing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The horn, the horn awakes me at morn. So right now we're going over the orchestra quadruplet. Yes, quadruplet. Quadruplet. Okay, so how about I sing the whole thing, and then we'll break it up into parts. Okay. The violins playing like lovely singing. The violins playing a lovely song. The clarinet, the clarinet goes doodle, 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 dead. The clarinet, the clarinet goes doodle, 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 da. The horn, the horn awakes me at morn. The horn, the horn awakes me at morn. The timpani's two tones are always the same tones. Five, one, one, five, 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 five. Five one, the trumpet is braying. Da 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 da. The trumpet is braying. Da 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 da. Okay. Mark, do I know you're in? So the horn. How about who calls the horn? And I think you should be the timpani. I'll be the timpani. Okay, clarinet. The clarinet. clarinet. Okay, so Zoe. So the clarinet, the clarinet goes doodle, 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 the clarinet, the tones are always the same tones. Five, one, five, 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 one. 
the violet is playing like flowers we see. The violet is playing like flowers we the trumpet is cracking. The trumpet is cracking. Good job. All right. That one's really fun to teach kids about parts in an orchestra. So it's really cute. And it's easy to divide them up. And it's better than just showcasing Benjamin Britten's. Guide to the orchestra, which I definitely did my first year, which is not good. It's okay. It's, yeah. You learn. We learn. Lemony Snicket's The Composer is Dead. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's like my favorite book ever. It's really long, and I haven't yet figured out how to put it into like a full length. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. And the version of him like doing uh, the narration for it. You got to look it up. Cool. It's fabulous. Yeah, and it teaches parts really well. Parker's obsessed with it. It's popular in the Pridmore House. Anyway, okay, so where can we follow you, Zoe? Um, I'm at Ms. Kumagai on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Teamer. I'm on Twitter, and also by the time this gets released, as well as Instagram, at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. Also, you can find us as a whole podcast at C-H Classroom. Yeah, on Insta. And I'm on Twitter, both at Finny Vapa, where I tweet daily classroom updates, and at Mrs. Pridmore, which is more of my personal collection of... But it's music ed stuff. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye. 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 The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kamer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com The trumpet goes. Do you think we could do that? Totes and goes. I don't think we should do that. It's a lot, though. Okay, so what? Can you explain what you mean by layers of layers of classroom management? Like ogres. Ogres have layers. Like Shrek. Yep. Thanks for that. Donkey. Yeah, I'll explain. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that somewhere in this in this episode. Cool. All right. Let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Okay, we'll just find out. We'll see how it goes.